It is uh, mostly in Simcox, and it's time to visit with Steve Rodriguez, Baylor baseball coach. Steve, great to uh, great to have you back on. Been monitoring this thing, and um, this has been a really interesting season. But I would say, if I'm kind of from afar, and I watch on ESPN Plus or Plus Plus, I like to call it, and I like watching all that stuff, even though I have to hear the other teams announcers sometimes i love the way i mean every once in a while you'll lead off one of these games with a home run and uh and that i guess it's the young valdez at the plate that gets me all excited uh i would say this team has kind of stabilized after a rocky big 12 start is that kind of how you see it like this team sort of got its feet back under them and seems to be headed in the right direction well, I'll tell you what, we, I mean, we started off against two really, really impressive clubs with TCU and Texas. Um, TCU might be one of the best, I would say, college teams I've seen in a long time right now with their starting pitching, um, some of their hitting and their speed. I mean, it's kind of like a, a pretty, uh, a, a pretty impressive overall package in regards to a team. And I, I thought our guys, you know, we're young, we're inexperienced in, in some areas, and it's good to able to be able to go through some of those uh, some of those experiences as, as a club and as individual players uh, just to kind of understand exactly where where you need to get and the things you have to work on and I think we've done that and that's one thing that I'm really happy about is that we're we're progressing in, in a pretty good state right now where you know we're learning to you know we're not making the same mistakes over and over again which is good and uh, they're learning on the fly uh, really impressed with the, you know the caliber uh, and character and coachability of this team and is happy where we are right now. And, you know, we've got a big test for us coming up this weekend. So uh, it's going to be good to see how our guys react. It is uh, Steve Rodriguez coming to us from Lubbock where they're preparing for a big series against Texas Tech. It's become one of the premier programs in the country. A great test for your team. Um, what, what do you – when you send uh, Tyler, and I, I believe, you know, the way you've been setting this up, obviously uh, Tyler Thomas and then Hayden Kettler usually goes on Saturday. Do you, when you go into a place where they're hitting a, a ton of bombs and they're hitting whatever, they got 55 home runs or something crazy this season, do do you approach it any differently? Do you do you say, hey, get out there and play, you know, uh, pitch your game? I mean, your guys have had a lot of success, so I'm sure you don't want to tweak anything too much. How do you how do you approach it when you go up against some of those red hot bats? Well, the big thing is to understand what your strengths are. And that's one thing that Coach Strauss does with our pitchers is he knows exactly who they are um, they, as a, an individual. They understand who they are as, as pitchers. And so uh, working with your strengths and then trying to find the weaknesses in the hitters. And then so you're trying to work your strengths against their weaknesses and, you know, try to make those paths cross uh, to where you have success and uh, not to leave, you know, make any mistakes into their strengths. And so that's where I think, uh, we're, we're going to try to uh, match up with them. You know, obviously we're, it's going to be a little windy here today. Um, and so we're, we're trying to figure out, you know, uh, the best game plan to go about it. But truthfully, like you can't change who you are as a player, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you can change certain things. And so the biggest thing is to go with your strengths and try to expose some of their weaknesses and attack those. All right. And I would think after seeing what it's like to go into some places where they're not allowing fans, I know they weren't, there's one game I really wanted to go to over in the Metroplex and they weren't allowing fans. Now that you're starting to see fans, not only at your ballpark, but the road atmosphere, is this, uh, is this, is this tech, uh, you know, Dan Law Field, is that, uh, 
coach, is that about as 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 tough a, an atmosphere as you'll face in the Big Twelve? What is that? Obviously, they're not packing it because they're not allowed to, but there'll be. I don't know, 4,000 people in there probably. What's that, what's that atmosphere like? You've been in a lot of them. How does this compare to some of the others you've, uh, you've played in front of? You know what's funny? We were actually talking about that this morning at breakfast, just the difference across the country and the attendance policies. It's been really fascinating to watch. You know, you'll see some teams in California who still aren't letting fans in or they have, you know, uh, a capacity of like 50 people or something. And then you watch an <laughs> Ole Miss Mississippi state game where there's 11,000 fans at the game, you know? And so that's, uh, I think that's, what's really interesting about how this whole thing is, is kind of playing out. And then the NCAA just came out uh, yesterday and talked about how there's going to be a 50% capacity um, at stadiums uh, that are going to be hosting regional super regionals and even possibly in Omaha. And so I think a lot of that is just fascinating to find out how, you know, you're determining uh, capacities in, in states that are either open or not or, or whatever it is. But I think that's what makes college baseball and college athletics great is the fan base. And, um, you know, they do a great job here at Texas Tech. They, you know, their fans love their programs. And uh, I, I know our guys, you know, you love coming here just because, you know, you're going to you're going to go into a hostile environment where it's just fun and they cheer on their team. And um, I think a lot of our the, the teams in this conference are doing such a great job with uh, producing such great attendance and fan bases that uh, make every weekend just a joy to play in. Well, it, and you all get to be the sport where you're just seeing more and more. It, it's funny to go talk to Steve Rodriguez, Baylor baseball coach. We were taking a trip up to your old neck of the woods, coach, recently for spring break up to California. And somebody was telling me, they're like, yeah, if you're in L.A., yeah, there's not much open. And, and I said, well, I'm actually going to be up in Orange County. And they, and they changed their response. They said, okay, I think you'll be okay up there. <laughs> right. Yeah, down in Newport, we actually went back to see uh, one of my good friends and uh, my goddaughter. And there's certain areas in Orange County that are very open, and then there's certain areas that are not. And it's just really interesting to see how each city and each county is uh, kind of shaping their protocols. Yeah, I would uh, definitely. I think uh, I would say Lubbock. Lubbock's going to provide for plenty of fans out there. Uh, as we kind of look at your lineup right now, um, I, I've, I've enjoyed it. And I early I was kind of joking with you, you know, about my Kaufman man, uh, Cade Currington, uh, and I always bring him up, but he's had some good moments this season. But I, I really, boy, Pineda, uh, Valdez, and then of course McKenzie. Just, I mean, he he is a guy that really sets the tone for this lineup with a pop, with the average. Everything. I mean, you knew you knew what you had in him, but I mean, what is it like to have a couple of those guys, uh, Steve, that just almost night in, night out, they're going to make contact, they're going to put it in play. That that has to be a great feeling for a coach, knowing when you when you put certain guys in the lineup, there's no there's no like uh, roller coaster effect that takes place. Well, I'll tell you what, and that's one of the things I was talking about earlier is that the guys that you mentioned are still really young, you know, freshmen and sophomores. And so there, you know, a lot of these guys uh, never played a big 12 game until this year, because last year is true freshmen. They came in and they only played about 16 games and then the season was shut down. And so now, you know, they're actually getting their taste of big 12 and, and the length of the season. And I, I think kind of like I was talking about the, the learning of, of each game and each road trip and having to go to different places and, and playing against big crowds and, 
um, you know, it, it's, it can take a toll just mentally, physically, and, and having those guys up there just young, just learning, uh, constantly learning um, a lot of uh, different things about themselves as players, but um, just how to kind of manage all of that is great. And then when you start to see the success they're having at the same time, you know, that, that just gives you just – it just brings smiles to coaches' faces. I know that when, when you start to see, okay, in the future, this, this could be really fun to watch, um, having these guys at the top of the order, uh, setting the table, and, and doing the great things that they're doing right now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating to watch all these guys come along and improve, and, and, and the way they play in the field. I mean, you, you always have – it's just interesting, and, and part of this is your recruiting – but uh, it's like you – I don't remember when you didn't have a catcher. Uh, Baylor's had a great history of catchers that could, could just, you know, uh, I mean, just had a gun back there. And so it's always kind of fun. You know, certain teams you think of certain, certain ways. You know, Texas Tech has become known as sort of the bashers of the Big 12. What about your uh, pitching staff? We, I mentioned some of them. Um, can, we, can we announce here who you have on Sunday? Or are we still keeping that uh, TBA? You know, I love, always love breaking news here on the, the Mosley and Simcox show. <laughs> We're going to leave it TBA probably until later today. We just want to make sure everybody's feeling the way they're supposed to feel. Um, but, we you know, the, the regards to the pitching staff, when you look at a lot of teams right now, uh, because of everything that happened with the pandemic, it's a really interesting personality and dynamic to teams because you have kids who are their super seniors, whether they're 22 or 23 years old. Then you have these true freshmen who are 18. So you have guys that have five years of separation between them, and then you know you're trying to you know you're trying to make that whole thing mesh. And it it's a really interesting dynamic that I think a lot of college baseball coaches have done a really good job managing. And uh, it's been fun for us coaches to try to figure out the best way to do that. All right, yeah, I, I'm loving. Uh, I, I like the I like the back end. This, but I mean, that's got to be a little frustrating when y'all went through that little bit of a lull. I say lull. You just ran into a buzzsaw with two top ten teams early in a in a season. You know that when you have a talented bullpen, I would think that's a little bit of a frustration for a pitching coach and a and a coach uh, when you can't quite get it to them. And you know you got so much help coming on the back end, and that's uh, that's part of the deal. All right, Stephen Simcox, go ahead, sir. Coach, staying on the pitching staff, I know you know Tyler Thomas is a really experienced guy, and you've used him in multiple ways. But what's kind of really clicked for him as, as a starter this year, taking the ball in, in that first game? You know, he started having a little, a lot of success. Um, kind of toward he, we kind of used him a little bit toward the back end of a game. And he was having a lot of success there. And then he ended up having a surgery called thoracic outlet surgery, which everybody is called like TOS. And it's a surgery that's come, becoming a little more prominent where, you know, you start to lose fe- uh, feeling in your fingers and there's tingling. And um, we've actually had a couple guys go through it, position players and pitchers. Um, you know, what we start to hear more and more about it all across the country. And so he had that surgery and it has really changed who he is as a pitcher. Um, because, you know, when, when you're trying to throw a ball and you don't really have quite the feeling in your fingers that you should to be able to, to kind of give it the, the command that you're looking for, you know, it's frustrating on a lot of ends. And you're trying to figure out, man, what's going on? And I can actually think back to several of the pitchers that I had even when I was at Pepperdine who had similar things and they could never figure out what was going on. And uh, nowadays we, we start to know that it's TOS. And, and so that's what we would have diagnosed it back, with, uh, back then. 
But I think that has been one of the biggest things. And then once you start going out there and you start having success, it can't help but lead to confidence. You know, you go out there and uh, you start, you know, throwing complete games. You start throwing shutouts. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, I got, this, this is a real deal for me. And he's had a lot of success. And um, he's really, when you, when you see what type of kid he is and, and the success he's having, it just makes it fun as a coach to watch a young man get that aha moment and then run with it. All right, Coach, that tingling in my in your fingers, that brought back some bad <laughs> nightmares for me after my uh, my cycling accident. I would I would highly suggest a, uh, something called gabapentin for that. I know uh, Kenny Boyd <laughs> will love me passing out some medical advice, but uh, I, f- I found that to be really helpful. Uh, talking to Steve Rodriguez, the Baylor uh, coach, and uh, Bears have really got things going now and are being talked about uh, – uh, as a, I think I'm seeing three seed in the tournament. I know you can't think about this, but of course I obsess about these things. Give me a real quick uh, scouting report on uh, looking at some of these Red Raiders. They up and down the lineup, they hit the ball. But Young is someone, uh, Jace Young, the younger brother of Josh Young, who is now, Rangers may call him up at some point this year, can play some third base, can play some first base. Uh, is are, Do you feel like you're looking Add a carbon copy. What what um, what what's different about his game? What's similar? Obviously, he seems to have similar power to his uh, older brother. Well, I'll tell you what, the fact that you know he's young and still and being able to develop what he has already is really impressive. Um, you know, and that's the thing is like Josh was a, just a really talented player. He could play third. He could play short. Uh, he could play second. I think he pitched a little bit. I mean, just an overall phenomenal athlete. And I think you're going to see the same thing with with uh, with this young man. And so, you know, when you have great athletes, it's easy to put them anywhere all over the field. And then the fact that he's kind of learned how to hit already um, is not great for me, but at the same time, it's great for our conference and uh, it's good for him. And I think it, when you start to see young men like that, you can't you can't help but just be you know just happy when you start to see kids have success like that and. Um, you know, even with our own guys, when you start to see guys like you said, McKenzie and Pineda and Valdez and Andy Thomas, when they start to get the success that they've had um, because of all their hard work, it's just really fun to watch. All right. And uh, now the, the pitcher on that staff that kind of caught my eye, the Montverde is, uh, I, I, in fact, I, I love looking at all the prospects, you know, and you had a good comment yesterday. You said this is one of the few Baylor teams in the past. You know, it's not like right now they're jumping off the, uh, you know, the page with a bunch of prospects. Although these young guys could become prospects, but Montverde, because of the way he throws, what what are we looking at uh, against that particular Texas Tech pitcher? Because I'm seeing his name pop up a little bit. Is this a crafty guy? Can he do a little bit of everything? What uh, what what should we expect from him? Oh, he's going to be, you know, fastballs up to the low 90s, a really good changeup with a slider. And, you know, when you're when you're starting on Friday for Texas Tech, that means you have a great competitive nature to you and, and they think very highly of you. So, um, you know, if they think highly of him with a, you know, a top-ranked team like this, that means he's doing something up there. So he controls the running game real well, uh, commands his own. So we just have to be aggressive on pitches that we know we can hit. All right, uh, Coach, we appreciate it. We're going to get you back on at about 3 or 4 o'clock today to announce live on the air who your Sunday starter is. <laughs> okay. um, I think I'll be going to batting practice, so your, your oh, guess no. is fine. Just guess whatever you want. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, well, we appreciate it. There he goes, Steve Rodriguez, Baylor uh, baseball coach, 
and it is time for the J-Mo Show. That is next, the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. <laughs> 